Hi, this is Lisa Blythe, and this week on Daytona Scene, Kate Holcomb of the Convention and Visitors Bureau joins us to rev up Biketoberfest. What's next at the world's most famous beach, including a look at competitive arts? And we'll talk about breast cancer awareness events, live music in Ormond, and the Daytona Beach Ale Trail. It's all coming up right here on Daytona Scene. All right, welcome. It's Daytona Scene Podcast. Al Smith here, Lisa Blythe. Hello, hello Lisa. Hello, hello, and happy October. Yes, it's fall. It's my favorite <laughs> month besides February. Is it? Yeah. October's your favorite month? I love October. Yeah, because it's I'm more fall like colors. I'm an autumn, you know, when right. you have your colors done, if you've ever had your colors done, Al. <laughs> I know it's probably something you had done a while ago. You would probably be a well because spring. now the high is is eighty six instead of ninety three. Yeah, we've had I, a, I wear we scarves a change in now. The season. I wear scarves. I get out my boots. I love October. It's very fun. Yes, and it's a, a a wonderful time of year here in, in Daytona. And I have to tell you, I think we're having the a contest. The leaves are changing, right? <laughs> the leaves are changing. I think we're having a contest for who is the most benevolent on the beaches. So oh. Friday night, I had the opportunity to go to the Passport Gala at MOAS, oh. the Museum of Arts and Sciences, where well, look at you, Nancy and Lowell Loman donated oh two point four yes. million dollars to wow. the planetarium. I, saw, I didn't know so, that was coming. I didn't either, and I was there. Wow. It was very fun. Great, great event. Fabulous event. The Smithsonian Masterworks Jazz Orchestra played, and then they announced this big thing. So it was very wow. cool. So what are you going to donate? What am I going to donate? Well, let's see. (laughs) We can name it the Al Smith Studio. I was the MC at the, uh, you know, the Beatles versus the Stone, whatever it was, the Beatles. Which album was that? Anyway, it was really good. Abbey Road? Abbey Road. White Album. Yes, the White Album. That was my Mm. contribution. No dollars exchange. That was at, at the Bank and Blues Club. That's Bank been going Blues. on all in September, right? That's right. Yeah. It was a lot, they did a good job. Yeah. Great job. So it was very exciting, though, for um, the Museum of Arts and Sciences yeah. to see that. So what does that mean? What what their name is? I thought on it was already there. So I don't see. I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be dumb. Not just play dumb because I really don't know. I haven't been there. So tell me what what's what are they getting for two point five million? What's going to change? Because I already heard it was pretty cool there. It, it is. And I'm sure the investment will go into more things. However, the first change is now it's called the Nancy and Lowell Loman Planetarium. Oh. For so two it's point. different. Yeah, yeah. So that helps. Those are expensive letters. No, we, we, the thing, <laughs> They're like holograms. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> so, but we're Depending talking about steam, you, steam, right? Right. Science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Math. You lose added me. arts. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure about the M part, but the rest they got. But so they were both into science, mm-hmm. as I understand, and and got further into this. So that that kind of adds to your. That's the S in your. It steam. does because they're also, as you know, we have um, a lot of they contributed a lot to the art side of the museum as well. So 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So and now, know, and then we have the other major benefactors of our town, the yes. Brown Museum yes. of Florida Art, which has yes. thousands of pieces which change out regularly. And now we have the Planetarium. That's so, something. It, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. So steam, we, we can work steam at every show now. I think we can. We can work steam at every show, and it started out because STEM is a a, a a major, I guess, or a driver behind a lot of careers for kids and yeah. STEM um, scholarships. And we talked about the fact that there needs to be an A added yeah. because even right, a left brain people need a little right brain to keep their left brain going. And that's the art side. So make it STEAM. Because ASTEM doesn't sound good and STEMA doesn't sound good. <laughs> STEM, maybe. Anyway, STEAM is the best. STEAM, I, like I came steam. up with that. Oh, it's good. It's better than meats because I just don't like meats. <laughs> Well, that's that's your other thing. Yeah, that's the other thing is the, vegan, we'll the veganism. Anyway, so I thought that was pretty exciting and uh, something, another feather in our cap in the greater Daytona Beach well, area. Well, the Romans just, uh, just been, a, I know they raised a lot of money and they gave a lot of money to help the Humane Society um, build their new building. So Off of LPGA. Yeah. Yes. Been yeah. Busy helping out. So lots of great contributions. And That's you know what stuff. else is great about October? It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Oh, yes. And there are a whole Football lot of events going on. That's Everybody wears pink. Um, and there is a, a couple events this coming weekend, actually, October 5th, Boobs on the Beach. It's a cancer walk benefiting me strong. I say what? Yeah. Start at Ocean Deck and you walk up to the Hard Rock. And there's a lot of bands playing, including a gray G-R-E-Y-E. I think that's yeah. how you say it. Ending with the Caribbean Posse, which oh. I think goes by Sea Posse now. That's right. Sea Posse. Yeah. They've been Sea Posse for a mm-hmm. while. And then there's also a pink bingo fundraiser at Copper Bottom Distillery at 7 o'clock to benefit making strides against breast cancer, which is the walk that originates in Riverfront Park, goes over the bridge and back um, the last Saturday of October. And, and you know, this is how old I am, but <laughs> so I, I chaired that event years ago. And we used to do it on the beach, but we didn't get anywhere near the crowd for two reasons. One, the beach had its limit, although it was a low tide and it, the waves weren't big, it was nice, but it was high tide. And then some people don't want to walk at the beach, some people do. But when they really, what really switched that event from marketing sense was when they focused on breast cancer. And the numbers are just now, the amount of money they raise is just a crazy big number. Yeah, and more opportunities to raise money, a lot of great teams, and the Realtor Sold for the Cause team, which I've been involved with, we've done an event called Bratini for several years. Not doing it this year, we're taking a break, but we are doing a what we call the beach bike boob cruise. And that'll be November the 2nd. A lot of boob stuff going on here. Well, you know, that's breast cancer, kind of, you know, it's a nickname. But Bratini was got, you ran out of guys willing to dress up in bras, didn't you? (laughs) Now we just everybody. It's a, that's a lot of work. It's a great event. It's yeah. a lot of work, and the the sheriff Chitwood always contributed so much to that, which is great. But this uh, beach. So if you do like riding on the beach um, and your bicycle and decorating your bike and wearing pink, raising money, you had me at be, boobs and, yeah. and bands. So a lot, really. a lot of uh, we'll, we'll go over every week like, some of the events that yeah. are happening in relation to raising funds for that. But that's one of the big ones. People get somebody to come in and talk to us about that. Yeah, where the money goes. Society, yeah. Well, Soul job. for the Cause, which is a group that I'm on the board of, we're actually all the mon- fun- money we're raising, we're keeping local now. So we're we're um, getting applications from folks who have been affected by cancer and giving them money. Oh, that's kind of cool. cool. Now, how do you, how do you able to keep it local? How does that work? 
Well, we accept local applications. <laughs> okay, and I gotcha. it's through a realtor group is kind of okay. where we first got started and a lot of support from the realtor community and, and growing it from there. Um, and the hospitals know about us too. So they recommend if somebody really has a, has a hard time financially, we're helping them with bills, paying their rent, paying yeah. car payments, um, th- that type of thing. That's we don't good. have a ton of money, but yeah. Well, yeah, like two point four million dollars. Well, it's not right, but you. It's not. It's also. It's the money, but it's also what your neighbor's giving you. You know, helping a neighbor. Yeah. Right. It's not like come a check. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you take money from wherever you can in that situation, but it's more impactful when somebody local gives it to you. Yeah, and and we we understand that it, it affects a lot of people. I think everybody knows somebody who's suffering from some sort of sort of cancer, right? And when it's not just breast cancer, Realtor Soul for the Cause actually gives for all kinds of cancer, childhood cancer. I've been to six funerals since May and every one of them were cancer related. So yeah, it's a... Touches everybody. It's amazing. So so anyway, now that we're brought everybody down a little bit, let's talk (laughs) about some of the fun events going on in the area. And speaking of October, years ago, they created a Motorcycle event called Biketoberfest. Play on words there. And who invented that yes. word, by the way? <laughs> I bet ask, we have the person yes. in the studio who could answer that question. My old friend, Kate Holcomb, who works for the uh, Convention Visitor Bureau at Daytona Beach. I prefer longtime friend, but long I'll time. go with old. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm old. You're, we're longtime <laughs> friends, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. director of communications director and of communications. also a neighbor. Yes, yes. At, I live downtown. All the cool uh, people live downtown. That's, that's what I hear. I, I keep coming back just to meet all you cool people. Yeah. We'll see if, we, you know, you can apply again next year to see if you can get in. But see, I know Kate, so <laughs> Kate Kate and I go way back because I was this punk kid that thought I knew how to play volleyball. And then I showed up in a gym. And there's a girl on the other side. I go, okay, well, this ought to be easy. And oh, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I think us. I was the, one of the us. only women playing in yes, the men's league. And, um, and Al tried to give me a little hard time about that. Yes. But, you know, my, my play spoke for itself, I yeah, guess. It sure did. <laughs> so you were playing indoor. And so did mine. <laughs> You're playing indoor volleyball? Yeah, and then we Where? We, then at the YMCA, yeah. and then we went in a traveling league, and um, then we started playing beach volleyball before yeah. beach volleyball was cool. We started, yeah, put those nets right. up down at the ocean deck. That was that was us. Wow. Well, she went to college, right? I didn't play in, in college. Oh, it was okay. an after college. Okay. Um, well, you 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 were good enough that you could have played college, but no, those are seems like forever ago. But it was a lot of fun. It was, and you know, speaking of forever, so this is the twenty seventh year for Biketoberfest, and Biketoberfest is a motorcycle rally that's happening in October. We we're talking about all the great things that happen yes. in October. So many things do. Um, uh, Biketoberfest is coming October seventeenth through the twentieth. And that's primarily like a, that's for the most part that's a, not only I just say it like that, but I mean it's a it's a it's a Florida event for the most part, right? It's a lot of we don't want to get people from all you know, over, but it's kind of I, I uh, we do get a lot of drive um, visitor visitors who drive in from Florida, but we get a ton of international visitors. Oh yeah, and from people from all, we have a map in our official welcome center, and people can pin where they're where they're coming from. The pins are all over the world, literally, and wow. all over Florida. United States, even Canada, um, people just love to come. It's a smaller event than Bike Week. You know, it's about 100,000, 125,000 motorcycle enthusiasts. It's kind of more laid back. It's only four days. People just love it. And the fall weather, you can't beat it. Yeah. It's really nice. 
Where, where is the uh, the primary center of Biketoberfest now? Well, that's a good question because these motorcycle rallies, we have two. Bike Week is in March, and um, they really have become area-wide, regional events. So in the Daytona Beach area, that we really try to move people around from Main Street is the iconic center of what people think of as a motorcycle rally. But then there's also Destination Daytona and Ormond Beach over to Midtown, out to the Speedway, downtown, and Ormond Beach, you know, in the way, on the way to Destination Daytona. So people can really move all around and find things to do all over the town. And in New Smyrna Beach, is there? A- there is. Um, New Smyrna Beach and West Volusia have also started events, as well as even further out in Brevard and St. Augustine and Flagler. I think one of the nicest place, areas to ride is on the Loop. It's one of our iconic rides. We right. put our iconic rides, our bike, I should give you our website so that we, you know, if I forget anything, which I'm bound to, it's biketoberfest.org. And we have iconic rides on there. And then you can link to a map on our website and it'll give you turn by turn directions. It's, it's really great. The, the loop is one of those. You can get a, a stamp at each one and finish the whole set. <laughs> you could. Do they do that? <laughs> we might. Our, kind of you can come out to our official welcome tent and we'll, we'll create something for you. But our official welcome tent has moved out to One Daytona. So right. this year it is across from the Speedway at One Daytona. And it's the official welcome tent presented by GEICO. They are one of our major sponsors. They have been for years and they just signed a new three-year agreement. So we're very pleased about that. Great company to work with. Yeah. And um, funny, they're funny. We give out free pins and posters and all kinds of things. One of the new things we have, you asked about new things, is instead of a printed pocket guide, this year we're doing an electronic app. So we're doing an app. So if you have a, a smartphone, you can download basically what was all in the pocket guide. And uh-huh. have it with you yeah, as you really can. have it in your pocket. And we can update it, yes. And we can update it on the fly. So anything that comes uh-huh. up, we can add to it. Where the other had to go to print, you know, far in advance. So does really, the gecko have a helmet that he wears? You know, I don't know. <laughs> Is there going to be a gecko at one Daytona? We're hoping. There's yeah. going to be an inflatable one, inflatable but we're still one, ho- yeah. we're still hoping for the for the gecko. Yes, for the real thing. There's going to be a photo op where you can. Um, get yourself on a motorcycle and then it'll come out looking like the little guys on your shoulder. All right. So you say that you, so it's your event. Cause I run, I, like I do events, well, much smaller events for a living. And so it's usually it's a confined area, right? It's a street or a stage or it's, but when you say you're putting on an event and it covers all of a County, which is, you know, a couple hundred square miles. Well, it's kind of interesting. How, does that, how do you yeah. get your arms around that? How do you, how does that come about? So it, that it's kind of interesting. It's a great question because we don't really we're the owners of the event in that we um, pull people together to right. be able to put the master plan together. The city of Daytona Beach requires that someone, some entity, have um, the ability to put the master plan together. It can't be the city. So we work with all the partners who want to participate. We have a committee, advisory committee. It's publicly noticed meetings. Um, and it's all officially um, appointed by the hall board, the Halifax Area Advertising Authority Board. And we pull the event together, present the master plan to the city. The city reviews it, gets it all where they need it to be, and then it goes to city council. City council approves it. They're the ones who decide if someone can or can't be in the master plan according right. to their rules. And then we just provide the website. We do the marketing. We have a marketing budget out of our tourism development um, our tax, bed tax dollars that we collect. And so we promote what everybody else is doing 
we don't actually put on a concert or a ride or um, um, demos and, and all the wonderful things that happen. Other people do that, but we help them promote it. You facilitate it. Yeah. And then you do the marketing, which is important yes. part. Yes. And we market um, primarily to Florida and the Southeast and also internationally. So in the pocket guide, how does, do you, do you beforehand, uh, people have to pay to get in the pocket guide or is it, do you, how do you distinguish who's going to go in and, you just have to have a, a Biketoberfest event that is um, something that we think that the visitors will be interested right. in and help support the brand of the community, something that everyone would be proud of holding. And we are able to put that on our event calendar. Um, so if somebody has a Biketoberfest event and they haven't yet uploaded it to our event calendar, we highly encourage them to go to Biketoberfest.org and enter their events so that we can get those events added into the app. So how would you say that the event has changed over the years, besides the fact that we're now carrying smartphones on our bikes? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great question, because what the trends that we've seen is there are a lot more um, female riders. Mm -hmm. um, we see younger riders, um, and they're different in that the, what they like to do, when they like to do it, how they access the marketing information is different, but they're all motorcycle enthusiasts. Um, so we do see the core group, you know, the traditional motorcycle um, writers that have always come still love to come, but we do see a changing demographic and, and we do see our numbers holding. So we're very excited about that. Well, with those changes, you know, we hear talk about, you know, how millennials go to races, right? It's different. Right. They're not watching NASCAR the same way that their parents did. How is that age group? You said you're still getting young people. How, how do they handle it a little differently? Well, so social media has become huge for marketing this event. And we do put a lot of effort into our organic social media, but also our paid digital. And primarily the marketing that we're doing is digital. We do still do print in some of the traditional outlets, but the primary way we advertise it is digital. And we know that they're there because they engage with us. So our engagement from Biketoberfest fans on Facebook and Instagram, it's just, it's amazing. There We have almost 300,000 followers on Facebook for Biketoberfest and um, just keeps growing all the time. The numbers are all just going up. Does it really, really start in, on a Thursday though? Because it seems like, oh, by Tuesday, there's still people coming in, but it's got an official well, start rules. and stop day, right? Officially, the event starts on Thursday and ends on Sunday. Um, we do see, you know, I, I, I saw today on the calendar that some of the Main Street um, venues, for example, have added things the weekend before. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe there'll be people who come in that weekend or maybe they'll make it in. They'll like to put it into a week, but we have no um, desire or plan to expand it. We think four days is a great, great length of time for the fall. You're having a pregame on Main Street beforehand, yeah, like a tailgate yes. in advance, and then a post-game well, party, right? <laughs> well, I, you know, have, I've done a lot of work with with, with the bars on Main Street. I'll, a couple things I'll say about them. One is, you talked earlier about um, having to follow rules and there being rules. I'll tell you, the ones that do it right want that. You know, they're just as upset as everybody else when people, you know, don't open a business for six months of the year and only open for the two bike rallies that because they're trying to run their business year round too. So they're, they feel just as strong, probably stronger than a lot of people about that. Now the other part is the amount of effort it takes to 
setup, what they in terms of outdoor staging and all that goes, everything that they do. It's a major product. I mean, I don't know if people realize how much goes into doing it until you do it. So when you when you go through all that production and the cost of setting up, it's like four days seems because it really is like three days because Thursday's okay. Well, Thursday's pretty good, and Friday's really good, and Saturday's the big day, and then Sunday is depending on the weather is okay. And that's just how it is. So they if they could get a couple more days out of it, it would just you know be better for their you know return on their investment for all the costs it takes to do that. Right, it's a major effort. It is. We're going to kick it off on Thursday morning. Out at the um, vendor area, the Thunder Alley vendor area at Daytona International Speedway with a press conference at 10 a.m. We invite everyone to come out. Um, we'll be talking about what's new, what's different, and have a few speakers out there. And it'll be fun. We'll have a photo op little station there that'll be kind of fun and some social media opportunities. So, yeah. So, we kick it off on Thursday, but... Yeah, yeah, it's good. People are able to do whatever else they like. Daytona scene should be on the scene, Al. We should be. That's what we got to figure out how to... We need a little mobile rally car or something. <laughs> Daytona because, scene motorcycle. Well, yeah. Because to, to be podcast, you're making all these changes. Podcast should be part of it, right? <laughs> there you so go. These, yeah. Like you said, it's all moving into that. Well, I, we all really appreciate you having me on. I mean, yeah. I think I listened to you. This is your fourth that we're recording, I think. The first one was the best that we heard about. <laughs> But Lisa and I. Well, the ones that I <laughs> but found. The ones after yeah, that, I've yeah. been bad. Yeah. I thought they were great. I learned. Uh, well, I love listening to what's going on about downtown. And right. You guys cover a lot of events that I hope um, people will upload to our. So DaytonaBeach.com is the official website. Yeah. Everything we do digitally, marketing wise, all drives people to DaytonaBeach.com. We get a ton of traffic. What an iconic name for a website, right? There you go. It's easy to remember. <laughs> But we have one of the most robust event calendars around, and it's great for locals who either half of the people who come to visit our county stay with friends and family, Mm -hmm. and the other half stay in um, overnight lodging. And it's a great place to either find things to do if you're trying to help people find things to do or you want something to do, or it's a great place if you've got an event that visitors may be interested in, we encourage you to load it. Or you got people coming down from up north or maybe Montana where it's snowing right now and you want to get them out of your house. Like oh, yeah. com. Yeah. Why don't you go, you know, do something else there for, for a bit. Would you say that the um, some of the changes that have been made and, and the growth that's been made, you get a lot of feedback from people after they leave and with maybe new suggestions for try this, try that? You know, we and we do visitor profiles through Mid Florida Marketing. So every month, um, Evelyn Fine with Mid Florida Marketing and Research does visitor profiles, and she does over four hundred um, phone interviews with people from a database of people who have actually stayed. And she has it's about a fifteen minute conversation that she has with them, and the data is posted on our website. And overwhelmingly, people when they come here, they love it here. Um, that is the and and a large majority of the people who are coming are new. I mean, uh-huh. first time visitors. A huge wow. percentage, almost forty percent on uh-huh. average, of our in state and out of state visitors are first time visitors, and and the ones who are coming back are coming back because they love it. So are, you were mentioned overnight lodging. Is there a good percentage that's sold out? Is it hard to get a room during this time of year? Well, it can be tricky um, during hot peak times. Daytona Five Hundred Bike Week. Um, Biketoberfest, you know, Rolex um, 24 at Daytona, those times get very booked. But there's usually capacity, especially if people will just think a little bit further out. So 
you go north in the Ormond Beach area or a little bit further right. south in the Daytona Beach Shores area, especially if you don't want to be right in the middle of what's going on. A lot of people do, and that's great. But if, if you'd like to find some other rooms or you'd like it to be a little bit more, a little more elbow room, you know, there's always rooms available. And the shore, I mean, yeah, down on the shores is some nice, nice hotels. There are some very and beautiful, and the beach, Dunlaton. of course, is 23 miles long, and it's beautiful from north to south, so you can't go wrong. I didn't so, realize it was that long. Just yeah. in our, in the <laughs> Halifax area. area. So we're the Halifax District, our Convention and Visitor Bureau. Our district goes from Ormond Beach to Punce Inlet, west to 95, as far south as South Daytona. And then our area is unusual. We have three tourism bureaus in Volusia County. Yeah. So we have Daytona Beach, which was formed first. There weren't hotels in the other areas when it was formed. And then later came New Smyrna Beach and West Volusia. We work very well together. We promote our own lodging, but we talk about the great things that go on, the arts and culture, our museum, our golf courses, our parks, trails, all of that throughout Volusia County. And, and speaking of trails, we have to mention something else that's relatively new, I think, brought together, and I saw it on your site, the Ale Trail. Yes, I brought you presents. Oh, goody. Yeah, so we have... Oh, you we cheated. Have, you, had, you were looking. We have, a, we have an Ale Trail. Ooh. We ale just trail. made it up. It's the Daytona Beach Ale Trail, but what we did was we saw a growing number about three years ago. We started a, a growing number of craft breweries and now distilleries, and um, we put them together... We have a great uh, part of our website devoted to it, talking about the ones who came first and then next and then new. And um, it's just a way of um, helping visitors understand that not only do we have a great beach, but we have attractions and we have great dining and we have great beer. And when you think about why do people come here, I went to Red Pig Brewery, which is in Holly Hill on 2nd yeah. at, that, at that great Coquina building. I love that place. And I was talking to a couple other couples who were there. They were there for the beer. They came from Brevard <laughs> County, and they were going there, and then they were going to go to Persimmon Hollow in the DeLand area, yep. and they wanted to end up at one other, and I think they were going to go um, up to the Ormond Brewing Company. Like They were traveling around. But, yeah. Wow, that's why they're here. They're not here for the races or the beach. They're here to drink beer. To drink like, beer. And, and we... we Try to get, we know that we lead with the beach all the time because we know yeah. that we have an iconic world famous beach, but we also know that people know us for racing, but there are so many other things. So we lead with what people know or what they're looking for. And then we try to explain to them, highlight all the other wonderful things there are to do a reason to stay an extra day, come in a day early, try something new, a reason to come back. And there's so many great things. Our outdoor adventures, fishing is huge here. Right. And for people mm -hmm. who love that. We just love to tell them about it. And bicycling on the beach. Yeah, it's our best trail. Yes. Right? A, it is. And, and you go to some of the other trails. Um, in Was it Beresford Park? Is That's that, one of my favorite yeah. stretches. The, um, there are some beautiful parks and trails over in West Volusia, especially, that run all the way across the county and then down south. And one of my favorite, personal favorites, is the Lake Beresford Trailhead. You know, no, don't tell anybody that it's the best place because I don't want everybody to go right. there, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's shaded and windy and there's some elevation. It's just gorgeous. Just love that. And all of these are linking eventually from basically on the East Coast, Key West to Maine, correct? Where there's different trails. And over to the West Coast. Yeah. In Florida, you can um, soon, hopefully, there are some segments that are harder to 
traverse than others over a major interstate or something, a river. But there well, are. Well, if you have to use the word traverse, then I'm thinking I may be out. <laughs> Just get your uh, boots on. You'll be all right. <laughs> that word scares me. Traverse. But the, even the Sweetheart Trail, which comes right through downtown, part of Riverfront Park. Yeah, sweet, is ex- see, Sweetheart sounds like you yeah, did it. I know. <laughs> yeah, and that's part, of the, it's of, part of the Link Trail. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our trail system is just, the, our, our county has invested serious amounts of resources into making our trail system one of the best in, in, in Florida. No Very doubt. Cool. Yeah, so a more outdoor things we can do as well. Yeah. Not just drink beer, but, you know, hike, bike, walk. Well, you know what I've noticed about the, and I, have, I haven't done much of that, but I have, I have visited all the breweries. <laughs> but you know what I've noticed is it's almost got a, the, the breweries versus a bar is a much more family type atmosphere. You know, you can, I see people there all the time, you know, they'll bring their kids or their dogs or their, it just has a whole different feel. Mm-hmm. These yeah, I would agree yeah. with you. And it's yeah. more about the experience than than quantity. It's quality over quantity, yeah. if, if you will. Um, there's always something to do. A lot of them bring in food trucks. Yeah. I know you're having a great event over at, is it Ormond Brewing? Ormond Brewing Company. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, that about? The Volusia Veg Fest, our first annual, well, inaugural Volusia Veg Fest yeah, will be at Ormond it. Brewing Company on November the 2nd. <laughs> You and taught us that last I, week. I did, and they have several vegan beers. You know, not all beer is vegan. Sometimes they use in the finishing process either egg whites or fish bladders, seriously, or other ingredients, gelatin. But they are, they serve some vegan beers. And so, yeah, we have food trucks and vendors who are serving all vegan products that will be there. Yeah, and, and a lot of our breweries have different nights where they'll do different kinds of um, either family games, yep. maybe, or they've got music, um, or they have some kind of special beer release that has a whole story, backstory with it. You know, the backstory of, of a craft brewery is always really interesting yeah, to me. It is. I've traveled around the country and I've made it a point to go to different craft breweries. Or I'll schedule a hike that ends near a brewery so that you can have your after hike um, cold beverage. So, yeah. And it's good for you to re- rejuvenate and the electrolytes well, going again. You it's know. part of her job. It's good so reason. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's quali- a great job. Quality control. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's what contributes to the family and just that um, connected environment is they have made this beer out of something in their head. Either they like right. a taste or a flavor or a season. And so they know exactly what goes into it, how long they did it, put it together and... Um, and want to tell the story. Mm-hmm. It's not opening a, I mean, nothing against Budweiser, but it's not opening a can of Budweiser. Right. It's like, I made this, you know, I am definitely well, like that about something about I made as opposed to pulling it off the shelf. It's, it's fresh and it's got a local story, like I said. So the, one of the things Kate I've noticed is the, uh, the growth in hotel rooms out ISB, you know, out to the West because you were saying earlier how, you know, people maybe can't stay right at the center of the beach and they go, mm-hmm. they'll go north or south. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been that many years that we've had, we've had a significant amount of hotels now out on ISB with, you know, one Daytona and everything else out there. There are two new hotels, the Fairfield Inn and Suites and the Daytona, the Marriott Autograph Boutique Hotel at One Daytona. Those are both in One Daytona itself. We also have several, the Home Two Suites. Um, opened also, it's right across from the Speedway, right there behind Carabas. Um, and several of the hotels have undergone major renovations. So while it may seem like there are thousands of new rooms in the market, there really right. aren't. 
There are maybe a few hundred. A lot of them were offline while they were being renovated. So the the total number hasn't changed that much, but the quality of the hotels, the new properties, the renovated properties, there's a lot of investment going on right now. Well, it seems like to me like the, some of the newer hotels have ended up being out west, right? It almost seems like the amenities in some of those are are better, certainly newer than a lot of the mom-pop places. And I'm a mom-pop kind of guy, so if I'm going to stay at a hotel on the beach, it's going to be a mom-pop, but I'm just saying when you look at the the differences of what they offer. Right. And we used to be known as a primarily what we would call an independent mom and pop type of hotel market. But we have so many more brand flags, yeah. what they call flag hotels now, um, that it's really more of there are more flags than there aren't. Um, and there are the ones that are still independent have really upped their game, remodeled, added amenities. Um, it's just it's the where it's like a rising tide and things just look like they're at the, you know right at the tipping point just like downtown things are right. really happening. The speedway has become a year round their goal and and they are becoming a year round venue for lots of different things. So it isn't just the the four or five big events that happen out there that are associated with racing or motorcycles. There's a lot of events out there during the year. I don't know if you are aware about Rockville. Welcome to Rockville. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming May 8th through 10th in 2020. Big rock concert. Gonna Heavy be metal. At the Speedway. Yeah. Heavy metal and classic rock, yes. Which is... Is, is that on, on Mother's Day weekend? It is. It cool. is. There's a joke there, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. They had at least 30,000 a day up in Jacksonville right. and outgrew their venue. So their hope is to, with a bigger venue, with more amenities... Grow to 40,000 a day. I can't say that welcome to the Rockville without thinking of the REM song, Welcome to Rockville. Every right. time I think I hear that, that's what I think of. And there's not any REM alternative band type music in this, is there? I haven't I, seen I the lineup yet. They yeah. haven't announced it yet. But heavy metals, I mean, in terms of it's record huge. sales right. and, and concert ticket yeah. sales is right. they seem to have bigger a, than country. A very niche um, strong following and we hope they well, come down yeah and that's great that we are bringing the, the the diversity of the area is growing we have what would be called our flagship activities right the beach the racing the ale trail the arts the culture the, the uh, museums and the uh, colleges but now we're more different types of music it's not just country music right right and and there are events like Be- jeep beach that has been happening now i think 17 years this was the yeah, 17th yeah, year yeah. of it huge. um it's become phenomenally huge and and but in a great good way i mean people really enjoy that group that comes in um they give a, hundreds of thousands of dollars back to charity within yes, central florida and, and and their areas and happy to have them let me ask you about that like the whole airbnb thing how do you how do you guys get a handle on that or i mean that's a nationwide thing that's right? not like just happened here but it just seems like it's it try to compare it to other things where we're like uber driving and that you know what i mean it's like all this ride sharing or well, just Vacation like taxi sharing. drivers have um, come to understand that yeah. ride sharing is a disruptive technology. Peer-to-peer rentals, Airbnb is one of them. There are many. Right. They are That's one the only of the one lar- I know. <laughs> they're one of the larger ones, but there are many. Um, they are a disruptive technology that consumers like, and they're here to stay. Um, the position of the Convention Visitors Bureau is we just want them to pay their fair share yeah. of bed taxes because they're obviously benefiting from the marketing that we're yeah. doing. Yeah, right. We just want to be sure that they know that they need to collect Fed tax, that they register with the county to pay it, 
and that the county is then able to give it back to the three different tourism bureaus so that mm -hmm. we can use it to attract visitors to fill those rooms. Interesting. But they, is there a way to identify that? Is it, there is isn't. It? It's, very, it's very tricky. You'd probably have to have somebody on from the county to understand it. I mean, I'm not involved in, right. in how that works. But um, no, the owners and the addresses are not identified on any of the platforms. So the county, unless someone registers, isn't aware, or somebody complains and they react to that, isn't maybe aware of where they right. all are. So, you know, we don't really get into that. We just want them to pay their fair share of bed taxes and sales tax and operate legally, but we just are interested in the bed tax so that we can do a better job of marketing. Because you said half the, peop half the people who come to town stay with somebody they know. Mm -hmm. right. That's the, the research shows for friends and family, 50%. And this seems like it's somewhere in the middle of that. Like, Probably. Hey, you think that families are charging their families no, no, to no, come? No, no, I just mean it's, I don't know. I, I, you can I find stay it curious with me, for the whole, I think just like Uber and everything, I just find it curious how the whole thing's. You it's know, going to evolve um, in the next year or two. I know that the county has been working very diligently to try and come up with a contract with one of them, with Airbnb. Um, we, the HA board, the Halifax Area Advertising Authority board, recently um, asked the county to to let them know how that's going and you know move that along as quickly as possible. All right. Last thing about this, so how so that's a fair amount, of amount of money that gets spent. The, the bed tax gets collected. It all goes towards marketing and. Back to change. You've had a lot of changes in marketing and how to, like I said, now your pocket guy is, is going to be on your phone versus printed. How do you, how do you have a, a group like that and then stay ahead of it? Because you've got, you've got to have professionals like yourself that are in there and taking care of it and then making sure everybody understands and moves in the same, same way. So we have an agency of record. Um, we currently work with the Brandon Agency, and they have a team of experts that helps us and guides us and recommends and is always looking at the newest technology that's coming along, trying to maximize, um, get the biggest bang for every dollar that we spend. So the bed tax is 6% collected within Volusia County. 3% of that from the entire county goes to the Ocean Center to help pay down the bond so that you and I, the residents, we don't pay for the debt on the Ocean Center. The other 3% is divided up between the CVBs. So we get, we because we have the lion's share of the hotels, we get the majority of the money of the 3%. So that's about $10 million, just under $10 million. So out of that, the majority of that is spent on marketing and advertising. Right. And that's not a lot of money compared to, say... <laughs> Visit Orlando that has nearly a hundred million dollars to spend more than Visit Florida has altogether. So we're a, what's considered a small destination. So we have to do a lot with a little. Right. So um, what is there any event? So if you had a crystal ball and you and your team at the CVB who do a great job, by the way, but if you could say this is what we want in Daytona next, what would that be? What we would love to have is something that is family friendly that falls into one of our needs periods. So, you know, we have the holidays and the big event periods. We all know when we're the busiest. We're looking for new things that would fill those softer times. Um, we would love things that appeal to people who are spontaneous travelers, empty nesters, maybe because that falls in the winter, fall and winter, when we could use a little bit more. Um, so, you know, we're always looking for the new idea that would attract um, those travelers that need a little more incentive to give us a try and to keep coming back. What that is, I'm not sure. Hey, before we get, I, I want to say this because you, 
mentioned the Ocean Center and Pan Down. I think they've they've done a, a amazing job in the last couple of years of attracting because we all think of back in the day. Back up a second. Back in the day, it was all the concerts, and I got to go to all those great concerts, which was great for the locals. But it really doesn't drive any anybody to stay in a hotel room, right? But now these participatory sports that they're doing on a regular basis there. And it's like, it's an un, it doesn't have any impact on the, on the locals, right? You don't, you don't even know they're there, but well, the amount a, of, bed, yeah, amount of really beds, good point. Bed, of room nights that they take up and you're not having to spend a lot of markets. You're, you've, you've tapped in, you guys done a great job and the ocean center is taking that plan and executed it. You guys do a great job of getting these, whether it's volleyball or weightlifting or. So sports uh, is huge. So, so yeah. you know, what I probably should have mentioned when you asked me that question is that they call it the competitive arts in yeah. the um, event and meeting planner world. Um, that is huge. And we have a new emphasis for the last two years on competitive arts. We have to do things now to get an event in two, three, four, even five years out. First, you have to get the right, right to bid for it. And then they have to come and do site visits. And so the cycle, the sales cycle on that is three to five years. So we're planning, we have been planning now for the next three to five years. And the Ocean Center and the CVB work very closely together on that. They have to, because the Ocean Center has the facility, but then we help put together the rooms and the citywide services that they often need. And we've been competitive. We we've have. Been because we have. we're up against Orlando, or against all these big places, but we're... We're affordable, and we're near a beach, and there's a lot of things families like about it. Um, one of the things that the families who bring um, youth for their sports activities, they love the beach because it gives the kids a place to go, um, yeah. an area where they can be contained, burn off some energy, um, hang out, and have fun inexpensively right there in front of wherever they're staying in the hotel. Um, or if they're staying out near the Speedway because it's out there, then they have a lot of options, walkable options out there as well well and we have a huge um stadium as well with the speedway you know for doing more and more events there right and we also have daytona stadium now yeah. which is really mm -hmm. up and coming as far as the sports events go they are really marketing themselves yeah, DME, well. all their mm -hmm. stuff amazing but. well you know we did have the war of art earlier which was a competitive art right this was <laughs> We talked about it's that. Scary, yeah, yeah. It was just a, a great event. Going. But yeah. I mean, those types of events, I think it's interactive. You're involved and you're expressing yourself in a way that maybe you haven't had the opportunity to before. Now we had it in smaller venues, but something like that could really grow. And uh, and we would love to be able to help people grow like that. Um, we like off the beaten path. Um, artist studio tour comes in February, I think, each year. And there's one in our area, and there's one further west um, in central Florida, and they don't have big budgets to talk about what they're doing, but we can help amplify everything they're doing through our communications, through our social media, our consumer newsletter. We do over 60 consumer newsletters a year, um, and everything is easy to get the information out to drive them back for more information. And we have a robot brawl coming up as well. Yes, Jane Pfeiffer yes, and the VMA, the VMA oh, yes. is at doing at the Jackie Robinson at the Jackie Robinson Ballpark. So Volusia Flagler County students are going to be involved in this. Sixty teams from local schools, and anyone can have a team, and you can go, Al. I can go watch. You can actually go watch. It's October fifth. There will be food trucks there. Family fun, plenty of action. That's Five dollar entry. Are you? If you, it's almost like when you go to a drive-in theater in the old days, and you'd pack as many people in your car as you can. $10 for a family why, of why'd six. Why'd you look at me? 
ten dollars for a family of six to go in for this yeah. event for the robot brawl. And it's not just rock 'em sock 'em robots. I mean, that's my era. It's the new kind of robots. Yeah. These kids are wicked smart. It's yeah. More steam. More steam, right? But yeah. I mean, I think this is this the is, STEM part of the steam. Yeah, the yeah. STEM part of steam. But I, I think this is the competitive. It's not just physical sports that that I think I'm sure that yes. the competitive arts represents. It's creative competition Creative. as well. I, like I think that. we could be the we could be the destination for that. E gaming is huge, and you saw that <laughs> right. with CEO Gaming, where Alex Javali brought that in for two years, and he's coming back. Um, he's got a long term contract, so. Wow. It's it's a big deal. He, he had ten thousand folks attend. Seven thousand the first year, ten thousand this year. It's it's big, big sports. Bobby perked up because Bobby knows a lot about that. We'll have to, we'll have to interview him one time about. He, this he actually stuff. has a podcast. Yeah, oh, about gaming. Yeah, yeah. Gaming. we should get we should learn more about yeah. it. And put well, it on DaytonaBeach.com. Fancy. <laughs> Kate, it's been great catching up oh, with you. This Thanks is so, so much. Fun. Thank time you for the privilege. By. It's been Absolutely. an honor. I love it. I'll, I'll come back if you'll have me. Well, we want to talk a little bit more about the volleyball game <laughs> that you guys had. Well, I did get better as time went on, but boy, in the beginning, it was Yeah, let's ask Kate that. No. <laughs> yeah. He was No, the truth is, the truth is, I was okay, but I, got, I was better at organizing things and putting it together, and that's where right. I found my niche. Yeah. You didn't break a nail that way. High. That's yeah. one thing about volleyball. My hands always hurt. I was doing it wrong. You were. You were. <laughs> you were using your hands. You were. Well, let's jump into the weekend update. Yeah. What do you well, think? hey, do you ever garden? Do you like gardening? I do, actually. Well, you know, it is good for stress reduction, right? Digging around in the dirt. It's a lot yes. of fun. Anytime and we do outdoors. have dirt here. It's not, not all sand. Well, yes. there's going to be a gardening and composting class from 9 to 10 at Natural Concepts Revisited, right on International Speedway Boulevard, oh, yes. for free. You can learn a little bit more about gardening and composting. All I right. think that's a great way to what kick day? off the weekend. Saturday. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll see how Friday night goes. But yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, because not only that, the the ground is cooler, you know, so it kind of helps you chill out a little bit, get back to nature, get your weekend started. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And a couple of great films this weekend. Uh, Cinematique has a, a a documentary about the Cole Brothers Circus called Tearing Down the Tent. Have you heard about this? It was put together by a local reporter who covered it um, and he interviews the president of Cole Brothers Circus. So if you're interested in finding out about the circus, it's kind of, it's going on at a Cinematique and Vita in Virginia is still going on there, which is about Virginia Woolf. So. And I know you're going to want to talk about the Ormond Beach Live Original Music yes. and Arts Festival. I am. So you know it's some great. of the yes, people are performing uh, there? 10 to 10 Saturday at the, like you said, at the casement. It's like, you know where the, so from, Rock up from the building, the casements, to the park, to Fortunato Park, which is underneath the bridge. There'll be 10 stages spread out through all that. It's pretty pretty amazing what they do. And as somebody who puts on events, I, I, I think my man Phil has lost his mind. I mean, 10 stages, 100 bands. I'd, I'd rather have my fingernails pulled out one at a time. <laughs> have to deal with all that. But he does it so well, and he does a number of these. There's one in uh, Delampalooza that he does, and there's one in downtown, I mean, excuse me, on Main Street, Main Street Live, and then they added this last year. And I was there, and it was a great event, which is a great place, you know, music all over, a lot of, all ages. I mean, everything from... You know, twelve-year-old kids that are playing in a band for the first time, all the way up to 
you know, old guys like me still playing classic rock, you know, and it just everybody comes out and supports them. It's a you know, great crowd, um, arts and craft vendors, some food trucks out there. It's really a whole lot of fun. So I encourage people, especially up there in Norman Beach, check so it out. So it's Norman all Beach original, Live. right? There's no covers. This all is original. not a cover there are band some, event. There are some cover bands, to be truthful, but I would say of the 100 bands, 90, 90 of them are playing original material. And most of them, on the, you know, this is the... They don't. They don't have steady gigs playing all the time. So this is their time to shine, and they really put a lot of effort out. And you just end up seeing some amazing mm-hmm. bands out there. So. so when you go up there, you bring your own chair, I guess. Bring and your own where, chair. And we, where would you park? Where's the best place to? I, I know um, there is some parking around the area. Yeah, ever since uh, Lucky's open, uh, parking's got a little stiff. But yeah, I think they'll park for you. And then there's um, the church uh, parking lot as well as. Um, and Fortunato Park, there's park in yeah. there. So and you can park across the river and just walk over the bridge. There you there's go. All that parking a, by the city, guys, ha- yeah. city hall and and the library. That's right. Yeah. We need to keep her around. Yes. She comes up with good ideas. Yeah. Give me exercise. But. <laughs> and there's also the Deland Indie Market Fall Edition is going on. It's a no. curated event four times a year, showcasing artists, boutiques, vintage, and handcrafted vendors, and they'll have great food and live music in the courtyard at Cafe Da Vinci. If you know where that is, I in do. downtown Deland. Yeah, that's a and, great uh, spot. There is a sport event going on. Symmetra is that how you pronounce it? The Symmetra tour season comes to an end at the LPGA. Yes, that's a very prestigious event, and we um, support that with um, helping them with marketing that outside the area in hopes that it brings folks in. They have a lot of room nights associated with that tournament. It's a big deal. Yeah, and, and they get their tour card right. Mm-hmm. The top ten, oh, I think, yeah. get their tu- their LPGA tour card from playing in this event. So if you want to watch really good golf. <laughs> Yeah. That's where you go. Right. Yeah, right. I'm to LPGA and that tournament's going on. And you, have you ever been to the uh, Thank You Five in Port Orange? Have you heard? Never of heard of it. Thank You Five in Port Orange. It is Port Orange's newest performing arts facility. They oh. got music, theater, comedy. It's right on Clyde Morris in that Ravenwood Shopping Center. They have a murder mystery theater coming up October 6th at 6:30 p.m. Bebopped at the Sock Hop. And bebop doesn't mean danced, I don't think. So you're encouraged to wear your poodle skirts and show up and participate in a murder mystery sock hop style. But they have a stand-up. They have, you know, crowd nights of music. They have different shows, locally produced, locally written shows there. It's called Thank You Five. Thank You Five. That's an interesting name. Yeah. It's a a great opportunity for locals and even young kids who are maybe getting into writing plays, writing stories, learning how to be stand-up. Good good audience there. Very cool. You know who Mark Hodgson is? You came to a couple of shows we did. So Mark Hodgson, a local legend, blues blues man, extraordinaire. He's put together, he's had like several bands over the years, right? And we've come back, remastered his CDs, and then did a CD release party with each one at the Bank and Blues Club. And and you've, we've sold out every one of them. Great. Well, we got another one coming up this Friday night. It's called Mark Hotch and the Rudy Tootie Band. This was you'll like. This is for you, Kate. This is is a live album called Survival in a Tourist Town. There you go. And he played at the Quality Inn Reef. This was recorded real to real, nineteen eighty. In fact, he'd go back and turn. You know, when the reel would get low, he'd have to go turn turn put the reel change the reel out. You know, that's how. But he did at the Quality Inn Reef, which was right. Back in it was right up on the ninth floor with a panoramic view of the ocean 
held about a hundred people and Mark and this great band did the show and it's this album has so well it was a it was a record for a long long time until now they, he's made it a cd so mark's uh he's one of the funniest besides being a great musician he's a great rodney dangerfield kind of comedian he, he gets through no this respect whole thing. is that what you're yeah, saying yeah that's <laughs> what he says in the record but um so encourage people to get out we've got a few seats left it's uh, like i said we've done really well with it a lot of people uh brings a People like myself back to the day. I was, I was, I'm sure I was at one of those shows. But um, yeah, I've got so, my tickets. I'm going. Is, it, is Blues, it Friday yes. night? Friday it's night. Friday. Nice. Yeah, it should be a great show. And then at the bank on Saturday night, Rusty, the Rusty Wright band is playing. I have not heard them, but a people whose opinion of music I uh, trust and value tells me that Rusty and his band are quite good. So uh, those are my two calls for the weekend. I think that's uh, along with the music right. festival. Oh, a lot of music in the air this weekend. There is, and including on stage at Athens Theater, Into the Woods started on the 27th. Oh, yeah. It goes through October 20th. And Mama Mia, this is the last weekend at the Flagler Playhouse. So if you want to get your ABBA fix, yes, this is the opportunity to do that. So it's another live show. And you know what? There's another guy playing, and I wanted to see if I could find my notes on... There is a, here it is, there is a, uh, up in Flagler County, I know this is a little out of the da- greater Daytona Beach area, but they have That's a fun. first Friday event, downtown Flagler Beach at Veterans Park, which is a really fun area. Yes, it so is. So it's October 4th, that night from 6 to 9 p.m., and a gentleman who sent this to us on our Facebook page, so please continue to listen to us and yes, send please. us ideas on our through Facebook or other social media, J.W. Gilmore and the Blues Authority. Oh, J.W., he's, he's very good. And he's playing harmonica in, in the photo. Yes. So that's, he's going to be performing as part of the first Friday event in Flagler Beach. Exhibits, food, music, lawn chairs, no pets. And you're right. No pets? What? what? And you're right there by the ocean. Can't beat it. I know. That's a great location. Well, if you can't find something to do this weekend, it's your own darn fault, <laughs> not, not ours. So. Hit the ale trail. Yeah, hit the ale trail. <laughs> We should write a song about the ale trail. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> get Bobby to write this one for us. Yeah, Bobby will do it. Bobby, the producer. Okay, thanks so much. Thank you. Lisa, I know you're going to be off for a couple of days. So enjoy yeah. your stay out I'm of gonna town. I'm going to be up in St. Augustine. We, we look for stories from St. Augustine when you get back. So. Yeah, I'm going to go drink from the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> there you go. The right, Fountain this of Youth. Is, this has been the Daytona Scene <laughs> Podcast. Everybody enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next week.